0: Welcome to Wine Road, the wine when and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to Wine Road, Episode 119. Today we're going to be talking with Carissa Cruz from the Sonoma County Wine Growers about kind of the state of the union of wine and wine growing. But first, first,
1: we pause (laughs) for some wine. I brought this along because I thought before we go over this information, I'm going to have a little glass of wine. Um, of course we are. <laughs> so I brought this one I had in my fridge at the office. I pretty much always have this in the fridge in the office. This is um, a Sauvignon Blanc from Pedroncelli. I love that's this wine. That's a nice wine. It's one of my favorites. So I'm I'm sorry, Carissa, that you are not in the studio We're to get poor this for you virtually,
0: Carissa. <laughs> so, I was gonna say I'm very jealous of both
2: of you ladies right now. That's for sure. But this
0: is the this is a good morning wine. It's Good morning. It's (laughs) perfect.
1: Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's delicious. It's It's a necessity. (laughs) So Pedroncelli, I mean, they've been making wine for over 90 years out in Dry Creek Valley. And um, it's just a great family. I think they probably have four generations at this point that have been working and are active in the family. Definitely worth seeing. They have a great um, outdoor seating area right now. Uh, Next to their little bocce courts, you can get a little reservation, sit outside. I know that they also continue to do curbside pickup so you could go online order some things and then just swing by and pick it up so anyway I know that I swing by and pick up Sauvignon Blanc on a pretty regular basis
0: because you're a swinger
1: I'm no. well yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay well that
0: part will have to be edited out later because <laughs> wow. you know I, I don't usually talk about it on the podcast <laughs> all right now the truth is out see if you pay attention to the podcast you learn all the real yeah, dirt yeah, all, all the, the details all the inside
1: track <laughs> so we're super excited we have Carissa Cruz uh, and, Carissa, I don't want to say this, but I forgot, are, is your title the president of the Sonoma it, County Wine Growers? It is. Yeah,
2: it is. But, <laughs> but you could just say I run or I answer to almost
0: anything. She does
1: whatever <laughs> needs to be done for the Sonoma <laughs> County Wine Growers.
0: When Carissa walks in the room, they play hail to the chief. Yeah. They should.
1: They, they ought to, let me tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, they should. At least give bow down, we're not worthy kind of thing.
1: So um, I invited you to come on the show uh, a few weeks ago. You released uh, the Sonoma County Wine Growers look to reset after an unimaginable 2020 season. And I thought this was just a really super powerful press release. And I thought, you know, our listeners, normally we we interview winemakers and we talk about what's happening in the tasting rooms. And it's really, you know, a travel-centric kind of podcast. But I thought, you know, uh, things are tough all over the country. And it's no different here for the Sonoma County Wine Growers. So um, there's, you know, in your in your, um, press release, you, you know, tried to highlight some positive things as well, but maybe you could just kind of recap for us how things ended up. We have, besides the pandemic, we had fires and smoke and gosh, you name it. So
2: yeah, that's, that's the unimaginable 2020 season, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. It yeah. is
1: I'm, like, I want to stop imagining because yeah. it keeps happening.
2: <laughs> I know. And, and I think, uh, this update goes perfect with uh, the the pedrantellistubby on yes, the so does. fantastic choice <laughs> so I would recommend everyone out there you know grab a glass of wine sit yeah. back and right. um, happy to share some of, of kind of how we looked at the season and so you know great question I mean we so there's been so many headlines swirling and I'm sure all of you out there listening have seen it um, and been hearing about kind of wine country and impacts of covid and impacts of the wildfires and you know, a couple of weeks ago, we really wanted to get a, a sense of, well, what's, what really happened? What is right. the true impact? And, you know, let's not sensationalize it, but let's be realistic about it. And, um, and so we went out and we did a survey to all of our growers, and we, we worked with the 1,800 grape growers in Sonoma County as, as part of the Sonoma County Wine Growers. You know, after bugging them a little bit uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah we got I know. A really a really high return rate, actually it was over seventy percent, so we were able to kind of extrapolate what would be meaningful data to represent kind of the state of the state of the wine growing you know industry as well as a look back on the season and so um, I think just for some context for for everyone out there when we think about our grape harvest, you know we think a lot about it in terms of tonnage, you know how right. many tons are we bringing in and,
0: and right. a typical
2: year for um, Sonoma County would be around 200,000, maybe up to 220,000 tons so already back in, you know, April, May, um our grape growers were starting to say, "Hey, things look a little light this year." And that was for a number of reasons. You know, we had a really dry spring. Mm-hmm. Um we had some early frost that impacted some of our grapes, and then we had some hot days kind of heading into summer, which you ended up causing a little bit of a little bit of decline in sort of the overall size of the of the grape that, you know, actually dehydrates the grapes a little bit. And so before we even got to kind of really thinking about the impact of COVID or the wildfires, we were already looking at our, our crop size being down about 15 to 20 percent. Which so, is substantial. Which is substantial, yeah, right? right? I mean, so you're already kind of like, oh, we're kind of already down and and now welcome the unimaginable. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so we were projecting about 180,000 ton crop this year. And that was just, you know, again, you don't actually know until the numbers are right. in, but that was our, our best guess. And so, we went out and asked our growers, hey, from both the, the impact of working with some of your wineries who have dealt with, you know, the hardships of COVID-19 with our tasting rooms closed and tourism down and, you know, on-premise sales. So for folks out there going to their favorite restaurants, not being able to do that. Right, right. Uh, Between that impact and then, you know, unfortunately, the subsequent wildfires we experienced um, out here in the, the coastal part of California, uh, we were estimating about fifty thousand tons that were unpicked or not harvested or rejected because of all of those sort of swirling um impacts right. and so I mean that really so if you think about hundred and eighty thousand tons we were which was already down and then take another fifty thousand tons wow. you know yeah, I mean versus what we were thinking last year happened we're almost we could be down almost a hundred thousand tons this year for our growers, which that's nope.
0: beyond unimaginable. It
2: is, right? I mean, now you start to talk about maybe we need something stronger than Salve Blanc for this report, right? <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: well, that was my option. Do I just bring some Jack Daniels over? I, to... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I
2: love one of our growers. We did a press conference right after we released all these results in in October, and one of our, our growers was like, you know, this might be a tequila press conference, yeah, that's not, what I'm you know. <laughs> so it's it's absolutely right. Um, but you know, so so what does that actually mean? I mean, I I think. The good news is for all of those out there listening is, you know, we took, you know, like every year we take the Sonoma County brand being on a bottle of wine very seriously. I mean, our growers are, you know, our wineries have invested in this brand. But the the first winery was 1857, so well over 150 years we've been talking about Sonoma County wine and Sonoma County grapes. So it does mean that, you know, our grape growers and our vintners worked really hard to only pick the best fruit and the fruit that was worthy of that Sonoma County brand on a label. Unfortunately, it means a lot of our growers are not, you know, getting the financial benefit of, you know, the nine months of work that they put in to the (laughs) pre-harvest. Exactly.
1: All those expenses are still hard expenses. All those
2: expenses still live on, Yeah, that doesn't go away. I know, and I think that's always an interesting thing is that, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of agriculture... It's seasonal, but there's multi- multiple seasons, or you can get paid multiple times a year with wine grapes. It's it's one and done, so one right? shot, right? Yeah, and so all year long they're investing in the farming, they're paying their their workforce, and then if they don't get, if they don't harvest the grapes, that paycheck does not come back to them, and right. so. I think for that, you know, it's why we wanted to really just kind of shed some light on what does this actually mean. When we when look at the financial impact um, of that, you know, being down those 50,000 tons, which, again, about 25 to 30% of what we were projecting, it's, it's well over $150 million back to the growers just from this 2020 vintage that they won't get. Wow. So, yeah, right. I mean, so I do say, you know, it's it's great to suggest to everyone out there, keep supporting Sonoma County Wines, uh, you know, buy them where you can because... You know, we need that trickle up, trickle down of uh, the wineries to the mm-hmm. growers. We need that more than ever. Those kind of partnerships, and so it's really important that, you know, that everyone kind of understand that.
0: That dollar figure, I think people can understand that more than tonnage. You know, when mm-hmm. you relate that much equals over a hundred and fifty million loss, I, I, that's staggering.
2: It is staggering, right? And I mean, we only have eighteen hundred grape growers in the county. I mean, this is a substantial loss. Oh, I mean, for for some of them. You know what we what we don't we don't have from the data exactly is you know we we still know even just like some of the wineries through COVID some of our growers they're kind of winners and losers I mean some growers didn't pick a grape right. others were like okay we were we were mostly down you know only ten percent or fifteen percent so you know we really need those partnerships and working together to to make sure that if we have we have grapes again next year. Uh, but good news is we know that we got to share some good news. You got to find some it. good news <laughs> somewhere. Right? You should
0: have a bell every time there's good news, <laughs> I know, as our girls say, we're we're,
2: we're glass half full. We're glass have full, and it's full of wine. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of how we we, we deal with the season. Uh-huh. Um, but any, any, you know, wildfire, any smoke exposure that did happen that caused some of those grapes not to get harvested, it doesn't actually impact the vine year over year. The right. vine goes dormant. So yeah. luckily, this isn't a detrimental to the, the overall to the vineyard. vineyard. Right. It's just, you know, so we can, you know, we already hear our growers, you know, now in, in November, we're out pruning and we're, you know, heading into the 2021 vintage already right. and they're right. resetting, which is kind of why we announced that as part of the press release. It's time to reset. We also had some great information on kind of our employ, employment, which is always an important part of our our business. And maybe when you're out there drinking that glass of wine, you don't necessarily think that much about all the things that go into what takes, exactly farming. Uh-huh. But you know, the people piece is one of the most important pieces of all of that. And um, we did a survey back in um, 2017. as kind of a comparison. We always ask our growers, you know, how many full time employees do you have working in the vineyards? How many part time? You know, what mechaniz- mechanization do you use? And so. There's been a really interesting trend and a good trend. Uh, I think we've heard our farmers talk for probably 10 years plus about this kind of labor shortage, and, mm-hmm. and especially after the 17 fires out here, we saw a big shift. You know, folks working in construction, and then we saw other folks move into, you know, the cannabis business, right. which was emerging out here in the North Bay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we're having our growers are having a harder and harder time getting, especially the seasonal labor. So they did a number of things. Um, one, they invested in more full time employment. So we see our full-time employment actually went up about 20% in vineyards, which stabilizes it. It does. No, it's so important. I mean, you think about that, you know, having that year-round job, paycheck, being part of the community. So Mm -hmm. I think that's actually just a really good move for Sonoma County as a community. Um, And then you saw about – about our seasonal labor go down almost in half, which I think, you know, a lot of our seasonal labor, sometimes it's brought in from other counties. It's not necessarily folks that live and stay in Sonoma County. So especially during COVID, that is a great thing to have the folks working in our vineyards really being a part of our permanent community here. Right, permanent. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, and then the other great news is the pay went up almost 20%. So in 17... Or since 17, uh, our average wage went $3.13 per hour, and right now the average rate wage for our vineyard workers is $19.87, which is well above the state's minimum wage. Yeah, which, yes, that's, which, that's great. Uh, yeah, which is great. So I think that's all good sort of trends when you think about feeling good about what goes in your, your glasses of Noma County wine. And, and then we're also moving a little bit towards mechanization. We know the technology for harvesters um, have been so much better year over year. I mean, they've really perfected being able to drive a, a mechanical harvester through a vine row and pick the best fruit and sort out all the, the mog, as they call it. Right. Um and, and you know, be able to bring great fruit in. And so about 30% of our vineyards now are mechanically harvested. But unfortunately, we don't have great mechanization techniques for all of those other farming activities we do that still does require our skilled uh, workforce. But... You know, interesting trends, and, you know, I think, you know, we just wanted to get a sense of what was happening in our vineyards, what was happening with the harvest, and and feel good that saying, you know, what, those those 2020 wines are going to be well-earned and well-loved and, and thought about a lot this year. Well, <laughs> so. and I think
1: um, you'd made a and that I keep trying to say to people, the wine that is produced is still going to be amazing, stellar wine. No winery is going to put their reputation on the line. No. So whatever, you know, either they didn't pick it or they did, and it's going to be an amazing wine. Right. So.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's that's so that's so true. I mean, it's like why would anyone risk one year of putting on no. a bad wine versus yeah. their lifetime of their family name on a label right. or Sonoma County on a label? No. And all of that effort. I mean and also we don't talk probably enough about it, but there's such a sense of pride for both our growers and our winemakers of that final product, right? Absolutely. I mean Absolutely. And so Yeah. They already fret enough about making, yeah. growing the grapes and making right. the wine on any year under the ideal conditions. Mm-hmm. So certainly, um, there was a lot of fretting going on and and hard decision making. And I think I likened it to you know for some of our growers and some of our vintners, it's like I, I, I'm a runner, so I keep I was telling someone I'm like, you know, it's like you train all year for the marathon. You know, you carbo load the night before, you put on your fancy <laughs> jersey, you strap on your number, you <laughs> go up to the starting line, and then they cancel the race. You're, and like, you're like, oh, hmm. what? Happen. so it's emotional so I mean no well, one sure. wanted to make those decisions maybe I mean, no. that's the, the part we don't talk about either I mean I know had some of the our growers say you know what we're going to just go around even the vineyards where we didn't pick the fruit we're going to drop the like the row that you see by the road because oh, we yeah. don't want to drive by it and see it can't look at it
1: can't keep looking at it <laughs>
2: can't keep looking at it like those, those inner rows okay fine but that row by the road we <laughs> I mean, no one needs to see that beautiful fruit because right that's the thing it looks beautiful and it even tastes good in the vineyard right. but we know once you get into the the winery for some of those that had the the smoke exposure that you know it just didn't not
1: gonna pass right past
2: the bar, right? So but yeah, so I think it's an emotional journey and I think that's for folks out there that Don't get to live in the beauty of Sonoma County like we all do. It's um, it's kind of one of those things you don't think about.
0: And what you're saying too is, it's not just a financial toll. It's a mental health toll. It's a, it's really hard on people. It,
2: for everyone, I mean, you, I mean, we all know. And for folks that have been out here during harvest, and if you haven't been, you need to come and visit us because there's just like that energy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you drive around the county and you smell the fermenting grapes. Oh and you yeah, see the harvesters. Right. It's electric. It's a, yes, there's just like that buzz all all around It smells
0: and, amazing Oh
2: it's and it is. It's just an amazing time, and so I think for you know for those farmers and and, and the workers. I mean, they're sad too that they don't. I mean, this is again. It's well, a they take pride in
1: what they're doing. I mean, yeah, hundred yes. percent.
2: Yeah, it's a culmination of all those months of effort, and and that's the, you know the beauty is to see that those grapes get picked and dropped off at the winery, and that passing of the batons that happens every year. And um, yeah, so it's sad when we don't get to do that. No one, no one wants that for sure, and so. You know, making those decisions and taking taking that very seriously
1: I think uh, one other thing that I'd want you to kind of fill people in on is um, the how you give back. To the community, uh, the, I think it's your resiliency fund. Uh, so, Absolutely. what's the story there?
2: Yeah, so we have uh, another organization, the Sonoma County Grape Workers Foundation, and I have to say, we—it's been around since like 2002, but in 2016, we put kind of a whole kind of relaunch on it to really focus on supporting our local vineyard workers, our farm workers, and their families. And really, in 2016, we had big vision of lots of workforce development and education and employee recognition, which we do all of that. But I think, thankfully, what we learned in 2017 is one of the best um, supports the foundation can do is to be there for our farmworker families during times of crisis. Right. COVID-19 wildfires. So we've actually had funds that we've opened, um, we call them our resiliency funds, and we've opened them both for COVID-19. So if we had any of our vineyard workers um, or their family members impacted by COVID-19, um, we provided some financial support so they could stay home if they had didn't have access to child care because of COVID-19, they, right? So many trickle-down impacts, dang oh, yeah. COVID-19, right. that we could provide some financial support for that. And then with the wildfires, you know, again, the cost of evacuations, the cost of losing work, um, we opened up a fund back in August to support folks impacted by the 2020 wildfires. And so just uh, since August, we've supported about 240 families. And then since 2017, when we really shifted not only to do kind of workforce development and education, but to really look at recovery and resiliency, we've given out about $1.3 million directly to farm workers and their families. And so We've supported about fifteen hundred local families, over twenty five percent of our local workforce. Just to help bridge that gap. And and I think there's such an a beautiful story where they feel like they actually have community of support behind them and it yeah. really you know, it really does help. It, and we've supported folks that lost their homes. Um, we had a couple of farm workers lose their home in the glass fire. Um, you know, they live closer to, to kind of the Napa Sonoma border mm-hmm. and so we were able to give them, you know, more substantial support to help them repurchase things and, and get rent support for them. So, you know, we're trying to do, do what we can. It's that like you just uh, you want to make sure everyone is, you know, has access to those resources. And we also have gotten we've given out, I think, the, the untold story of the masks. We've given out about 14,000 masks uh, since, since April and, you know, really as part of the COVID story. And, you know, I never thought I would know so much information about masks and what masks you use for farming, what masks yes. you use for COVID protection. What, you know, it's like, who knew? 995s, mm, fabric, whatever, pretty, sparkly, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but we've Sparkle. given out about 14,000 masks. So we wanted to make sure every... Every one of our vineyard workers, all the farm workers in Sonoma County had access to free masks, and that was never, you know, having the, that protective equipment was never an issue. And so our foundation was a great support in securing that early on when masks were hard to come by. Now it feels like you can get masks everywhere and any color and any design. But that wasn't
1: way. the, yeah, out of the gate, that wasn't the story. I know, no.
2: right? How do we forget what it looked like just, right. <laughs> just a few months ago. Right.
1: Yeah. This is, I just think this is all really phenomenal information, and I think that, um, like Marcy said, the tonnage is something that people can't necessarily wrap their head around, but a hundred and you know what is $50 it dollars. yeah. yeah. That's You can wrap your head around that. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's a lot of bottles of wine out there, folks. Yeah. We, need, we need your help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is
1: the bottom line. That's really why I thought, oh, Chris needs to be on here. We need to just uh, paint the true picture of what's happening. And because it's impacted everywhere, like you, you'd mentioned, the wineries that are bigger wineries that have distribution for their wine all over the country, well, the restaurants aren't selling the wine and right. the groceries. So,
0: I mean, it's yeah. trickles down all the way, all the way to the vineyard. It's an odd choice of words, but it is sobering to see, I know it, <laughs> see this in front of you. Not for me.
1: It's <laughs> so clever, mercy, I know. For some
0: of us, it's
2: the other direction.
0: It's the other direction. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. to, get our,
2: you know, to get our glass full uh, yeah. it takes a lot of good Sonoma County wine. Yes. No, I, think, I think it is important to understand the business. I mean, I think that's what I, I was sharing with, with some friends. I'm like, I, I love what I do, representing all the growers, and I think it's because so many people – just open that bottle of wine and they enjoy it. And it's a right. shared experience. And that's, that's great. Yes. And that's like, that is, do it. But right. for, for others that want to think about it a little more and open that bottle of wine, like there's a thousand decisions. There's right. thousands of people that have touched the wine community in Sonoma County and have made this place so special. And like, that's interesting to think about too, under great situations and, you know, sometimes under these stressful situations right. that our, our growers and vintners have had to endure since March and then, you know, with the wildfires in August.
0: And the consumer really should see them as an important part of that whole chain. Well, without, you know, there can't they, be any one they, piece missing. They are a linchpin <laughs> yeah. to all this this dance, this ballet of yeah. growing and making and all the workers because th- they are part of it. If they're not there buying the wine, none of this happens. It's, it's so, so true. They're like the the key moment in the whole chain.
2: Yeah. Opening it's that like, wine. I was gonna say, like they're they're like the finale, right? Like yes. you got the growers, <laughs> yeah. and the opening act. You got the wineries, exactly. winemakers, second act, and then the grand finale, the close, the curtain, right. the last, you know, curtain curtain call, with the people pick up out. Yeah, we need. I know we we do. We need folks. I mean, we've been so fortunate. There've been so many, you know, wine lovers out there that have really called Sonoma County, yes. made right. made us all and our growers and our winemakers part of their their home. They brought us in and. and and, you know, shared us with family and friends, and I think that's so special, and we really appreciate it. And, yeah, I think now more than ever to bring home a bottle of, you know, Sonoma County wine, we're entering the holidays, the highlight season here, and right. now's a great time to share Sonoma County wine with family and friends safely, of course, right, since we're still in this safely, yeah, socially distant, whatever that looks like <laughs> whatever <it> days. <laughs> in your own community, right? So, oh, okay. yeah. But, so, so there you go. There's the, the state of the wine-growing uh, unimaginable 2020 season.
1: I love it. I really super appreciate you uh, sharing that. Talking about, um, you know, the next step of of buying, so the wine road, we're going to put together another... Um, mixed packages for the holidays that we're going to go on sale in about a week. I think it's December 1st they're going to go on sale. It's one week, December 1st through the 7th, and we're putting together six packs of mixed producers. So um, there'll be Chardonnay and Cabernet and Zinn and Pinot, and be a great way to help support the Wine Road, help support those wineries that are involved in those six packs. So you can look for that on December 1st, and it is a short window, seven days, because that's what our... Permit allows us to do <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> those permits. We're jumping through the hoops for permits, um, and then if you are going to head up uh, to our direction, um, we've talked to quite a few people who are having small little family get-togethers uh, over Thanksgiving and over Christmas, whatever the holidays are, and they'll be. Uh, you might want to check out our tasting pass, which is also online. It's a great opportunity because there's two for one tasting fees and ten percent off wine purchases. So check out the tasting pass on WineRoad.com. And then, Marcy, do you have anything? Do you have a book or anything exciting we need to know about?
0: I do have a little book. Um, this is funny. I ordered this book online, and when it arrived, I thought, "Did they put it in the dryer?" It is the tiniest little book. <laughs> it's it's literally the size. It's shrunk. I think when I was a kid and baby's first uh, mass yeah. missile, you know, <laughs> baby's first little Bible. It, but it is really cute. And it is by Jamie Good. It's called The Good Guide to Wine. And Jamie Good is a well-respected, well-known wine writer and lecturer, and he's in the UK. And he's written several books. One of, book I really like, I Taste Red. We reviewed this, I don't know, a couple of years ago. But this book now I'm kind of thinking why it's so small. It's, it's short little passages of his ideas and his thoughts. But the, each chapter is maybe only four or five pages. Mm-hmm. And it talks about different topics. And one topic I found very interesting was monster wines. And he talks about <laughs> trends. And, right. and like wine sometimes is fashion, right? Right. And in the 90s, how these big, Oh, yeah, crazy definitely. What's happening now? Happening What's the trend? fat wines <laughs> right. of the 90s. Like overpowering was all the rage. Just He kind of places everything culturally and in in its time. But he's such a smart writer. You can just dip in and out of this book. But I thought, oh, this is just like, you know, now I'll read, you know, passage 28 of, you know, now we bow our heads. We'll kneel down,
1: read that. okay. But it's, it's
0: just, he's so succinct. You know, he really gets to a point on all the different topics he covers. And I... I do understand now why it's in this form. Because it is like, you know, it's like a little Bible. Mm-hmm. Why things matter, impressions, blind tasting. Every topic you can possibly imagine, he has a little essay on. So, nice. uh, my kind of book. And what it is it again? The Good Guide it's to Wine? It's The Good Guide to Wine, A Manifesto of Sorts Sweet. by Jamie Good. Okie doke. And you can put it in your pocket. It's so tiny. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay,
0: so I think uh, I think we're
1: going to wrap it up. Is anything else, Morris, you need to talk about?
0: I don't know, but... um. We should put in the show notes, is there a link to Sonoma County Wine Growers where people can see more statistics, uh, Carissa, or is that just an insider deal?
2: No, you know, we have our press release up on our website. It's at sonomawinegrape.org.
0: All right, well, we'll put a link to that, of course, and... Thank you so much for giving us the state of the wine union, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. As we keep saying, we're looking forward to a boring 21 season. That's yeah, what Ryan, I'm looking forward to. Yes, I'm boring. hoping nothing happens. Exactly. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. We God. want uneventful, boring, and just, you know, more, more downtime where we can just Sit well, around
0: and chat, I wonder. Drink wine. It makes you wonder. Are we all becoming adrenaline junkies? Are we all jacked up for every news feed? Will we ever recover? But I'm looking. I would love for it to be like nothing, flatline, right. boring. Yeah, like
2: only news, no breaking news. What would yeah. that look like? <laughs> yeah. It would look. Yeah. I know. I saw. I did. I saw a video. that were showing some like goats crossing the road. And oh yeah, like, I
0: saw that. That is so cool because right, they
2: there you go. I think this was a social media post recently, right? And I was like, how great would that be that that was all we were worried about was getting the goats across. Yes. But I know
0: what those goats are doing. They are eating the um the oh, brush. Oh. So they're super important. I used to live out in a, um off the Briones reservoir and there was a guy who must have had like 10,000 goats and he rents them out. They eat the right ways they Absolutely. eat the places for the traffic. And one time they all got out and we came home and they're all on our property. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh my gosh. And so we had to call them but they they mo- everything was oh, looks like it, it had been perfect. manicured. Yeah, exactly. Except then they started eating the deck and anything else yeah. that was
2: it, They don't necessarily discriminate. Yeah, yeah
0: they don't, not they discriminate, just go. They're on a go. But goats could be our salvation. We'll just put them out in all the wild lands. I know. Goats. No, we our
2: neighbor brings in in great or in goats and it's great and beautiful grazed land and yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see them, and and they're
0: so dang cute. So they're, they're just not so, so cute. They are cute. They're just so cute. Yeah, that's why we need more goat videos. Yeah,
2: <laughs> more goats, less drama. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a, well, bumper a bumper sticker.
1: <laughs> 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 and then I explain that later to people. <laughs> oh god. Okay. No, very I good. I think we're wrapping it up. Thanks but, so much, Chris. It was super fun. I really nice. appreciate you
0: joining us. We'll see you on the wine road. <laughs> that
2: sounds good. Nice to chat with you both.